My name is Audrey Aikens. I am the producer and creator of the It's Too Wonderful podcast. This show is inspired by Psalm 139, where we find rest in the beauty of being known beyond our understanding. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. My hope is that as we navigate the two wonderful complexities of ourselves and our faith, you discover how much more Jesus knows and loves you. Welcome to this community. I'm really glad you're here. Hey everyone, we're back officially. It's 2024 and this is the first episode of the new year. I didn't think it would be this late, but you know what? Um, it is what it is, and it is what it's supposed to be. So <laughs> there's that. If you're, if this is the first uh, episode that you've ever listened to, welcome. This one's going to be a little different. Usually, I have a guest on, and I'm asking them questions about their life. We're just having a good conversation. My heart vision for this show however you would say it is that me and whoever I'm interviewing we're just like sitting on my couch having a cup of tea and you're sitting there with us um but obviously for this episode it's just me and you sitting on the couch um so grab a cup of tea um a little snack whatever you want or if you're like going on a walk I don't know wherever you are I'm glad that you're here I'm glad that you're listening um, whenever I record a podcast after a little podcast hiatus, I always like it to be just me just to catch you guys up on what's going on in my life. Yeah, we're in it guys. And right off the bat, if you listened before you noticed this, but we had some new music and I just wanted to take a second and acknowledge that beautiful piece of music. Um, my friend Judson offered to write it for me. I interviewed him a few, kind of a long time ago, a few episodes back. That's a really good episode. Would definitely recommend listening, but he is very talented, wrote that original piece of music for this show, wanted to give him full credit. Thanks Judson for that. I'm becoming so official guys. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, no more stock music for me. Okay. Hey, you know what? I I don't usually pray on air, but whenever I'm by myself, I feel weird. Um, so I'm going to like pray really quick, center us. Um, if you've never prayed before, here, here we are. Uh, don't feel awkward. Um, anyways. Oh, Lord. Okay. Lord. Hmm. Thanks for this space. Thank you for this mic and this really cool setup that I have. Uh, it's all such a blessing. Um, thank you for the person that's listening right now. I just pray a blessing over them, whoever they are. Uh, meet them here. May something I say resonate with them. Make them feel known. May they know that it's you <laughs> that knows them. Knows them more than they can ever know. Because it's all too wonderful. Hmm. Yeah, God, be here. Can we be present in this moment? Me and whoever's listening. 
God center us. Make us more aware of your presence. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay. Whew. So catch up. What is going on in my life? Audrey, why have you been gone for two months? Good good question. Uh, I graduated college. <laughs> Woo, cue the cheering. Yeah, okay. Um, there is that. Yeah, I graduated from Belmont University in December with a degree in emerging media. So that is crazy. Um, and I'm really grateful I did it because the biggest thing I walked away with was this podcast. Hello, right here. Um, yeah, just connections from that that have helped me be in this studio where I'm recording that have given me this skill set and the knowledge to, um, you know, edit stuff and write things. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so I graduated and now I'm working at a coffee slash bagel shop. Um, and guys, I love it. This season has been really interesting and beautiful. And I describe it as the Lord leading me blindfolded. I'm just holding his hand. I have no idea where I'm going, but for what feels like the first time in my life, I feel like so at peace. I I know this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, I just know. And it's, it's really, it's really cool. It's a really cool knowing. Um, yeah, it's a knowing beyond understanding a peace beyond understanding. It doesn't really make sense when I think about it too much. I remember, um, yeah, I remember praying about it. A few months ago, I was sitting in one of the classrooms by myself. Um, I was running a lab, and there was a little interim. No students were in there. It was just me um, in my journal, and the sunlight was streaming through the window. It was a really beautiful moment, and I just remember the nudge to, like, stop and slow down um, and work with my hands. Y'all, I have been working with my brain for so long, <laughs> like ever since, I mean, I was a, v I am a very hardworking student, like it just really consumes me and for most of my life I have been writing, reading, creating, producing for a grade and that like I just realized last semester how much that grade mentality was like seeping into every aspect of my life Whew, like I I was I did experience some freedom from like um idolizing you know grades and academics and like it's not all bad there is a lot of um goodness and beauty in being able to work really hard and to use your mind and to study and to do well on a test like those are all good things um but for me and my heart I just like felt the nudge to stop um 
to work with my hands um, and give my mind a break from creating for a grade for from creating for a person to deem whether or not it is good enough um and yeah I, <laughs> so here I am <laughs> working at a bagel shop and um it's really cool I my coworkers are awesome um I feel like I have a little community at work which is like so beautiful but like the overarching thing of what I'm learning is that like when you're working (laughs) I'm just realizing how much my life is all changing like I'm a few months into it it's finally settling now and honestly I'm getting out of a little bit of a funk for the past like few weeks I was just really off um And I think it's just because I'm really adjusting to like, I'm not using my mind a lot, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, we're all using our minds all the time, but I'm not like reading and writing papers and, you know, doing school stuff. And there's an element of that that is like, obviously so nice. I bet some of you who are listening right now who have homework are like, Audrey, can you be quiet? I get it. Um, But... I mean, I do, like, I do miss, part of me does miss that, um, and I've found, I've found myself on my Sabbaths, on my rest days, like, whenever I was in school, I would want to work with my hands, quote, like, I would find so much rest in, like, cleaning the house, and now I'm like, I do not want to clean the house, because I clean the house every day at work, you know what I'm saying? I want to sit down on my computer and write something. And I'm writing something like literally just to write something. That's it. Like just to use my brain and to create something beautiful, period. And I was telling a friend that the other day, like literally with tears in my eyes, like, whoa, I am, I love, I love to work with my mind. And I think this break is like making me realize that, um, And I'm really excited to see what, like, how the Lord works through that. Um, So, yeah, whether you are in a season of your life where you're working with your hands or you're working with your mind or maybe you're working with both, whatever you produce, it doesn't define you. Another update. um, I used a light phone for a month. I went light. Um. I wrote a couple blog posts about it. If you guys want to go read those, um, I actually love how they turned out. But I've been thinking about this for a while. I was just like, honestly, so addicted to my phone. I found myself just scrolling like time would pass. And I was like, oh, I just wasted however long just mind numbing myself because I'm so fatigued because my mind is so tired that I literally like nothing could satisfy that craving for rest except swiping and being stimulated by an LED screen and I was just like fed up I was done um so I ordered a light phone look it up if you don't know what it is it's amazing it's like a kindle screen and it's probably like half maybe less than that the size of your iphone 
and it just does phone calls, texts. It has a GPS system, and that's about it. <laughs> um, and I did that for a month, and that was crazy. And I've had a lot of people asking me, like, what what is your takeaway? What do, what do you think about that? So I guess I'll use this space to talk about that for a second. I... I think I just realized how much our culture, our world, like, (laughs) I mean, we all know this conceptually, but, like, just not having an iPhone anymore, I realized, like, how much our world revolves around everyone having a device that lets them know everything all the time. And because you have that device, you're expected. There's a lot more expected of you. You know, like somebody texts you, you're expected to respond like relatively quickly. Or you're expected to like know the fastest way to get somewhere. Or if you have a family member or a friend that lives across the country, like you're expected to kind of like check in on them regularly and also be present with the people in your own life and, you know, also go to work. And it's like, ah, I just keep thinking of back in the times where people wrote letters where they would like sit down to write a letter to someone and that would be an event that they would write a letter to a friend or a loved one or a family member, whatever, and send it off and then live their life. And now we write little letters all the time. And I think it's like, it wears you down. And, um, I was excited to have a phone where that kind of like took away the, it it took away the pressure. I feel a little bit at first, it definitely took away the pressure to be like the best communicator because I put a lot of my pressure on myself to do that. Um, And I just like texted simpler and I was on my phone way less. I was quote writing letters way less. I was so much more present. Um, My mind felt a lot more free in the car too. Oh, I am such a bad texter and driver. Ah, It's tough. It's, um, it's not good. And the light phone really helped that for sure. Cause you can text on that thing and drive. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. Um, So yeah, I just was like more present and that helped me become more aware of the presence of the Lord with me always. That's something I've been learning. Um, Just how close the Lord is all the time. Like if you believe in your heart and declare that Jesus is the Lord, if you're born again, like the Holy Spirit lives in you <laughs> and it's with you all the time. And like, we only tap into that, like every now and then it feels like, and then we're like, oh, live our lives. And then like, oh, you know, like the Lord is with me, but y'all, he's always with you. And 
there's so many things in this world that distract us that just like make us forget that. Um, and I think I was a little less distracted and it was really beautiful. Um, and then I had a few scary experiences where I like not having a smartphone really hindered me. Um, because our world was created is cre is not created whoa our world is one that has smart oh i don't know how to say this um basically it's just expected that you have a smartphone and so things are expected of you that you are only able to do with a smartphone and when you don't have that um you get lost literally um you let people down, you show up at the wrong restaurant and your friend has to drive 20 minutes across town to get to you. <laughs> um, you can't call 911. Um, <laughs> as quickly, I didn't, I had a really scary incident and I literally couldn't figure out how to call 911 on my phone. That was scary. Um, I just realized my long distance relationships were suffering because I just literally wasn't texting people and that's beautiful but it comes to a point where it's like all right we're all really interconnected and I think I was starting to feel kind of lonely um and honestly I mean I could talk about this for ages but I have my phone back now today is the first day that I have with my phone back and it's honestly really nice and I feel a lot more connected to people and that feels good but I think a part of me is like really sad that this is the reality of our world like unless you are willing to kind of cut yourself off from people a little bit and be really inefficient and not be the most productive with your time you, you you like have to have a smartphone um and that's sad it, it it's just kind of like a sad reality and I think a part of me is it's almost like those books that you read like a really good book and then you come to the ending and it's like Oh, like it just hits you and it's like a good ending and you know it's right but there's just like this element of like longing that you're just like oh it could have been better but like it wasn't supposed to be better and that's how I feel about this little journey that I had like oh I do not regret it at all it's given me a really good um standard for just like how I use my phone and I still have it so you know, maybe I'll switch back whenever I need a break again, but it's like, it's just not reality. Like, and maybe I'm wrong. Like, maybe I was just, um, too weak, which that sounds weird, but like, I just don't think that you can live in this world and not have a smartphone and also like be the most productive like you just have to be willing to sacrifice like the closeness of some of your relationships and the and like the productivity of your time in my opinion um 
and yeah, it's just kind of sad, but I I think I'm just a little bit saddened by how much we need these things. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that is my journey with my smartphone. Um, but I will say I have never felt like so thankful to have one of these right now like I'm texting people I'm like oh this is so easy I can send a text in like two seconds um and I can call someone really quick and I can call someone and put directions in my phone and I can like listen to music in my car and it just kind of feels like a whole new world and I feel like I'm living in the future a little bit but then I know in like a week I'm gonna get used to it again and I'm gonna be addicted again and it's just yeah um Sorry for that little downer, <laughs> but I I do recommend. And if you're listening to this and you know me and you want to try out my phone, text me because like you can put your SIM card in it and I would love to like give it to people to try like for a week, you know, um, it's really cool. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this up soon. Um, And I'm going to end with like reading a few stories that I wrote. Um, But before I get into that, um, I just want to talk a little bit about like this show and my plan for it. Um, Because if you're still listening, I know you're a G. (laughs) Um, And like, I really want this show to be a little like digital community. Um, I feel a lot of tension in even the phrase digital community. Um, but I had an internship this summer in talking about, you know, digital boundaries and cell phone usage and kids and all of that. And, um, my boss who also was a incredible and still is an incredible mentor of mine, um, was just kind of telling me about, you know, uh, there's this physical reality to the world that we live in. We have physical communities. And because like I was talking about earlier, because of the light, phone, like not because of the light phone, well, um, because of the way that our world revolves around technology, there also is digital realities, um, digital spaces, you know, the way that you text a friend and you smile like that all existed in like that communication existed in a digital reality And there's like a nuance to that that's different than telling a friend in person and then smiling, you know. Um, And that's only going to increase. I don't know if you know, but the Apple Vision Pro is out. Also, go look that up if you don't know what that is. It's basically a headset that um, where you can like see your apps in reality (laughs) y'all it's real (laughs) it's here um digital reality and the question i i think often if you're christian like we shy away from new things um just the ways that our world evolves and i think the question or the answer isn't like run don't engage it's like okay what are you going to do with this That's what I've been asking myself. Okay, like when people are walking around with these headsets on, when, you know, Lord, if I have a kid, if when my kid one day asks like, mom, can I get this headset or these contacts? Like, what are you going to do? 
Um, and I think that we can just be a little bit more aware of like how our spirits are interceding and engaging in digital communities because it's not a question of whether or not we are because we are (laughs) we're all engaging in like digital communities and it's the question is how are you doing that um and so yeah I guys I experienced so much tension with all of this but here I am recording a podcast that exists online exists in the digital world and I want it to be a community a digital community which is which does not like in any sense of the way is a is not a replacement for your community like that's not what I'm saying we need people and like physical communities and people that you physically gather with um to exist and do life with I think we all know that like after COVID but I think there also is a space for a digital community and like a place that you go to just like a just like you would be a a regular at a coffee shop like be a regular for a podcast and just have that rhythm um I think I don't know I think there's a I think there's value in that I think that is a way in which we can make these digital spaces smaller and more intimate instead of consuming the fire hose of technology like what if there's a way that we can make it a drinking fountain? Um, I don't, whoa, guys, where am I going? <laughs> Who's to say? You give a girl a mic. Oh, yeah, no? Dang. Okay. Wanting to chat a little bit about what it looks like for me to follow Jesus right now. Um, I mean, you guys know what's going on in my life a little bit right now. And, um, I mean, it's so unknown. I don't know where I'm going to be living in four months. I don't know what I'm going to be doing to make money in six months. I have no idea where I would be living, what I would be doing anything within a year. It's crazy. And I mean, there's ascension, which that's all of us all the time. Um, but there are like different realities in which we all have different plans. And some of those plans, like if nothing changes, I would be here in four years. And um, it's just weird when you like literally don't have a plan at all. And I am learning the meaning for my own life of like, do not worry about tomorrow. Um, I think a lot of my concerns and my worries fall away when I start to obey that command. And that doesn't mean I can't plan. Like, that doesn't mean I'm not making decisions about my future. That's not it. But it's like there's a difference between worrying and planning. They're not the same thing, and I think a lot of times they're conf- people confuse them as such. Like, oh, if you're not worrying about this, like, are you really being responsible? It's like, no, I, I'm commanded not to worry, and I do worry. And 
I just think there is a really beautiful reality in which the Lord is showing me like, you don't have to worry about this. And when the time is right, like we'll plan it. Um, but the time isn't now. And so I'm living each day. And when I live in the day, I feel like so much peace and contentment. And then as soon as my mind starts to worry about like questions that I just don't have the roadmaps to the answer to, like my life feels like a mess, you know? So I, I'm just, I'm learning the beautiful boundary of the command not to worry. And it's, such a blessing um if there's anything I walk away with from this season of being just so in the day like living so in the bounds of the day it's that I'm so grateful for it like I have no idea what my future holds um but I probably (laughs) won't be like this forever and so just reminding myself of that too like this is a really cool little part of your life where you get to like really tangibly experience um, blind faith. With that being said, I'm going to read something. I wrote this at the end of the last semester and I read it to a friend, a few friends and they were like, Audrey, that like feels like visual prayer, which is like some Latin word for it. I don't remember the name. But this is called Into the Following, and wherever you are, um, if you've been, if your mind has been drifting, let's just um, be really present in this moment together. (sighs) I love dawn, how the dew hits the grass that gently gleams, the way the sky's subtle sweetness softens the view. It gently lures me into the day. Its beauty is what I revel in as I swing my pack over my shoulders, dragging my weary body through the field. As the light rises, I am forced again to make my choice. I see the forest, mountains, and ocean all within my line of sight, and I am torn again. The sun rises overhead, and I forget the beauty of dawn. Distracted by the choice, I become more consumed with how heavy my pack is. I stopped to rifle through it, trying to figure out what I could leave behind, and I miss the sunset. As I fall asleep, my body seeps into the soft grass, and I awaken to the lure of dawn, reminded of beauty, before I inevitably forget it. I have been wandering all over this field for a seemingly infinite number of dawns. This morning, the spaces between my neck and my shoulders feel sore. My backpack has left an imprint in the small patch of grass, just as my body has left from the night before. As I rub my shoulders, I notice something I hadn't before, another imprint in the grass next to mine. The grass behind me rustles and I slowly turn, startled by the stranger in the field. But as I look at him, I quickly realize he is no stranger. He belongs here in this field more than I do. I don't quite understand how to articulate his belonging, except that it is nowhere near my own. Come to me, he says. His voice sounds like the way Dawn looks. And I follow without question. Leave the pack. I hesitate. I I need it. 
I think. It has been my only companion in this field. It is the imprint next to mine in the morning. It is what pulls me into slumber. I don't know if I can leave it behind, I whisper. It is still dawn after all. How would I journey without it? The stranger stares at me with a deep care that startles my soul. He turns to gaze with me at the three landscapes ahead, beautiful but terrifying reminders of my choice. That is not your choice, he says. He pauses, reveling in the beauty of dawn with me. As we linger in the beauty of unhurried being, the pressure to choose falls away, and I am gently lured into the following. Time passes differently, traveling with this man who belongs. Before, it was the heaviness of the pack that determined the day. When I would stop, how much longer I could go before I slumped into the grass beneath my feet. I worried about finding a stream or a small town to buy food in. But most of all, the sight of the three landscapes in front of me would cause a deep dread. A dread that weighed and wore down my soul like the pack wore down my shoulders. It felt as though my worry was what kept me from moving through time. What made me take one step forward? What was getting me to my destination? It was my responsibility to keep going. And worry kept me one step ahead of the clock. But now I find myself thinking less about the stream or town or even the passing of time. I'm following this man who seems to know the way and isn't worried about it. I notice the grass thinning and the ground becoming a little rockier. Before long, I am scrambling up a small slope, seeing my guide already at the top. He stopped there looking out, and I cannot wait to summit this peak and see the beautiful view. I reach him and look out, and my heart drops to my stomach. A gorge stretches out in front of us so deep I can't see the bottom, so long I can't see its end. The vastness of it makes me feel small in a way that terrifies me. I immediately start searching for a way to cross. There's a bridge, um, but it's missing planks. The rope is fraying, and it looks as though it would crumble beneath our weight. Do we have to cross that? I ask. He doesn't respond, so words continue to spill as I continue. We can also go around. I can't see the end, but surely it doesn't stretch forever. That would take days, though, and we don't nearly have enough food. My words falter as I turn to look at him. His gaze stops the worry, tumbling from my lips, making me feel small in a way that causes an explicable peace. I can find us food for tonight. We'll stop here to rest and move on in the morning. He responds. Okay, I breathe, reminding myself I don't need to worry. So should we cross the bridge or go around? I, I trust you. Just tell me which way to go. He stands there for a while, looking out. The bridge will fall, and going around is too dangerous, he murmurs. He turns to look at me. There's another path. It will be hard, but it's the only way. Okay, which way? I say, suddenly feeling anticipation all over like preparing for battle. Down, he replies, pointing to a small landing right below the edge of the cliff. 
Fear grips me as I process what this means for our journey. Didn't think of that. <laughs> I laugh nervously, trying to lighten the mood. It'll be all right, he says, putting a hand on my arm. I know the way. That was Into the Following, um, part one and part two. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I love you as much as one can love a person that they don't know exactly, but will be listening to this some point in the future. You know, that weird thing. <laughs> um, and I'm really grateful that you're here. And I'll wrap up this episode as always <laughs> reminding you that there are no such things coincidences and that Jesus loves you a lot more than we know in a way that's too wonderful for us to know thanks for being part of the It's Too Wonderful community see you soon <laughs>